Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me, and that's for F-O-R, and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free, so hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, everyone. I am Sarah Karakayan. I'm Annette Grant, and together we are. Thanks, thanks for visiting. <laughs> oh, Annette. It's hard if I can't see you. <laughs> so, you guys, listeners, uh, we are. It is, what is today's date, Annette? It is April 3rd, 2020. And we are in, right, as, as we know it, the heart of the pandemic. And um, Annette and I cannot be in the same recording studio. So, we are separate right now. And so we do want to apologize in advance if the quality of the recording is compromised a little bit because of that. Yes. We're, we're, we're experiencing some technical difficulties uh, from doing this remotely, but we're going to get through it. We are going to get through it. And we're, the important thing about this episode is sharing information and our thoughts with all of you. So... Yeah, but let's before we get into the meat of the conversation, Annette, let's do our hashtag STR Share Sunday. We have a really good one today. Yes, super excited and cannot wait till we are out of our shelter in place so we can go visit them. No, All right. it's happening. Yes, it's it might have to be a few nights day because there's a couple of property here, properties here. All right. So their Instagram handle is just Sulfur Ridge. So S-U-L-F-U-R-R-I-D-G-E. If you check our show notes, we'll have it linked to their Instagram as well. But that's the first great thing about them, Annette, is that on their Instagram, they have as the... So Instagram only allows you to have one link. Like, And a lot of people will link to like Linktree where like you have all these options. Sulfur Ridge has one and it's their website. So you yeah. click on it. And it's so good, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, which, is, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and they have a they have an awesome logo too. Just to give you a heads up there, but they are home of Tennessee's first luxury treehouse, and they also have Shasta Camp Airbnb with three campers. So let's yeah. let's talk about the luxury treehouse first. Well, before we do that, if you don't. Mine. So, uh, if you go to their website, and right now I'm on the mobile, 
they have two buttons that I think are not always there, but it's above the fold. And the one is about the pandemic situation that's happening right now. And another button is, or tornado updates. I love how they have a call to action or some way to communicate with people who stop their website. And it's like the first thing you see. So I love that. And then they give a little bit of information about what Sulphur Ridge, Tennessee's first luxury treehouse is about. And then you can learn about the two ways that you could stay with them. And I think my, besides the concept of Tennessee's first luxury treehouse that is trademarked, by the way, their photos (laughs) are so good. It might be true that you were screenshotting them and send them to our photographer, right? I know, 100%. (laughs) If you want an example of what Annette and I keep preaching about when it comes to like mixing and matching real estate photography with lifestyle, they've nailed it. It's so good. Yeah, they they they're on top of it, and I want to, I want to read um, there if I can find it again. They have this quote um, about them that is amazing, and I'm gonna pull it up right now and read it to you. It says, after many wonderful adventures traveling around the world, we had a vision of creating a venue where we could showcase our own Southern hospitality. We researched, we dreamed big. And that is how Sulphur Ridge Treehouse was created. And it's hosted by Trent and Susan Dyer. And we will be friends with you if you're listening, Trent and Susan. Um, but I just love, I love that they said they, they dream big and they made it happen. So please visit their website. There's just never ending qualities here, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, well, and let's just talk about very quickly that uh, they have 117 reviews. Mm-hmm. And they have a five star overall review, which is really hard. So even you know my properties, I've got overall on five stars, but Airbnb will Airbnb will break it down. It'll and you'll see like four point nine seven, right? Right. They have across the board of one hundred and seventeen reviews, five yeah. stars. That is not easy to do, and so I mean they've just rocked it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. Yeah, so they'll, they they're they're keeping it going here. Um, I will say it is uh, it's in Tennessee. We didn't t- we don't think we said that, and it's built on 19 acres of privately owned land. That is a lot of space to yourself. Uh, their copywriting is amazing on their site. Like, listen to this: perched on the edge of the ridge of which it has got its name, lies a luxurious retreat tucked into the forest canopy. It's just like, it's so well done. You can picture yourself there. And I don't know if you noticed, because we're not sitting next to each other right now, we can like point Mm -hmm. things out. (laughs) But they have two accessibility features pointed out on their listing too, which we don't, unfortunately, hosts, we don't take advantage of that enough where you can, even if you don't have an ADA compliant Airbnb, you do, you probably have some features that people with disabilities would want to know about. And so the ones, the two that they point out on theirs is that there are no stairs or steps to enter. So there are no curbs, steps, or stairs to get to the entrance. And the path through the entryway is flat. If it's a multi-story building, both the front door and unit entrances have no curbs, steps, or stairs. So, and they provide 
pictures so that you know what it would look like when you show up of all the different ramps they have getting up to the treehouse. In addition to that, the second accessibility feature is they offer a well-lit path to the entrance. So all of us can do that with our short-term rentals. We can all do some sort of solar light or something to help it be well-lit. And that's an accessibility feature. And I'll tell you what, I would put money on it that Airbnb gives us that juju that I talk about with their own internal SEO if you have accessibility features. So make sure you're looking around your short-term rental and see if there's anything you could point out that makes your spot a little bit more accessible. Of course, those are great points. And then um, just digging in a little deeper here, they have accented on their website all the special features. They have um, a wall of bottles, 200 bottles, wine bottles at their entrance, a historic 1848 door, They have a 1976 Rockola Princess Jukebox, uh, salvaged 19th century stained glass window, uh, a mile of of hardwood floors, I think, of certain kind. But... Uh, and then also they have a cozy hanging bed in the background. It's good. Um, yeah. But let's get on to the next part. Yeah. Can you guys believe we're still talking about them? This is how good it is. They have three vintage campers. Mm-hmm. And let's go over the names of their... Uh, this is Shasta Camp, their campers. It's a vintage vacation in their Shasta Air Flight Camp. Let's tell them the names of these campers. So their campers are named Peppermint Patty, Mellow Yellow, and Hot Tamale. They each have their own personality. So They're so cute. Yeah. So check them out. Uh, do not delay. Do it today. And then hopefully, we are going to get in our car and drive down there and no, stay with them. It's happening. We are done sheltering in place. But So before we, before we transition on to the, the meat of the episode... I do want to point out their Instagram, everyone. So if you ever wonder like, what content can I put on my Instagram for your short-term rental? They have taken my my advice. They have not taken my advice, but like they believe the same thing I believe in which is to have lifestyle photos fill their feed. So that, just to give you some examples, I know you can't see this, but I think you get the idea. They have a picture of a woman bathing in their beautiful cloth foot tub and it's from the back. So all you see is her like ponytail and her shoulders. It's very tasteful and a glass of wine. And it's just so well done. There's a picture of the couple enjoying a glass of wine in their mid-conversation on the front deck. Very easy shot. There's a picture of them in front of a fireplace and the woman's legs are draped over her husband's and they're like in an embrace. There is a picture of them walking in the door. These are different couples. So there are opportunities. There's someone reading something on the bed with coffee next to them. I mean, and I feel like probably some of these are influencers or models coming into their space, but that's just the cost of having their own, you know, marketing uh, opportunities to to market on Instagram. And I am going rolling deep <laughs> to their Insta. It's so good. Okay. And let's stop because I feel like listeners are going to be like, all right, you guys, we get it. The whole episode about them. But... Uh... We're always looking for inspiration and always wanting to highlight hosts that are doing hosting with heart, and they are. And I think we all have um, a few things we can learn from them. Yes. And so, listeners, if you are hosts, start your Instagram account. That is free to do. And then use our hashtag STR Share Sunday. We are monitoring it, people are following it. So, it's kind of like our 
thanks for visiting Instagram community. And then we will, of course, continue to share you all here on the podcast and put you in our show notes and share with the world your little nook of Airbnb. So yeah, keep using our hashtag. All right, Annette, you ready to jump into our episode? Yes, let's do it. All right. Okay, everyone. So right now, like we said, it's April 3rd, 2020. And we are dealing with a virus that has taken the world by storm. I don't really think it matters how old you are. There's nothing that's been quite this uh, interesting, impactful, Mm -hmm. and to truly help us all be in this together. And we just released an episode not too long ago. It was a bonus episode. And we talked about everything that was going on with the virus and we talked about cancellations because at that time, cancellations were just coming through like crazy. And that was just like, what, two or three weeks ago. So it wasn't that long ago. And we want to come back now because Annette and I both feel that while we're still in it and it's still a very serious situation, it's kind of, we've now adapted to a new normal. And in this time, Airbnb, I would dare I say they upset hosts across the globe because even if you had a non-refundable policy and a guest didn't fall under the extenuating circumstances policy of Airbnb, Airbnb was taking it upon themselves to issue full refunds anyway if it had anything to do with the virus, which made a lot of hosts upset because you know we, we put policies in place for a reason and we've always been told that we have full control over our listings. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about how Airbnb just came out with a response to this. And I feel like no matter when you're listening to this episode, Annette, we now can have an understanding of where we all fit into this picture of the new this new industry that is a short-term rental, right? The guest, the host, and then of course, the platform, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah. And I want to say that episode that we did, Sarah, was on March 16th. And I think it was less than, you know, 24, 48 hours later, <laughs> you know, after we discussed a ton of what, you know, cancellation that things had changed. So listeners, I want to say a couple of things that, you know, we do have pre-recorded episodes. So we recorded that one and you probably heard some content that did not touch upon COVID-19 at all. It was They were pre-recorded. And quite honestly, we just needed to keep rolling those out because we needed some time to just kind of brace ourselves. And we let those roll. And then this episode and the next are both going to be chatting about um, the, the current, current landscape. And I'm not going to pretend, Annette, like we did it on purpose. But I am glad... That I'm glad we did the episode on the 16th, and that's I think that was like three or four days after restaurants in our area shut down, and I think Ohio is one of the first states to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we went on because we felt like we needed to reach out to all of our listeners and and share our thoughts and opinions with what was happening. But I'm really glad we kind of stopped after that and kind of let, if I'm being honest, listeners, we really just turned our focus to the owners of properties that we manage, our own properties. And we really were just kind of trying to like see how everything was unfolding because we didn't... We we, we do this podcast because we believe in hosting so much and we believe in hosting your space so much. The, the concept is, is, is ancient 
And although it feels new to us, it's not new. And it's very, it's easy to understand why it's so popular. And I don't, I know it's not going anywhere. So, Mm -hmm. Annette, I say that all because I had owners reaching out to me, should I switch to long-term rentals? We know hosts who have put their properties up for sale and whether or not it has everything to do with the virus or not. I really had this gut feeling to just let's hang out for just a moment. Let's see how this is going to play out. Because if I, I started thinking about it and, and, and I started attending webinars and just really listening to other people, and we stopped kind of talking and we just listened. And the proof is in the pudding that short-term rentals are going to be the first to bounce back. And we're going to bounce back with a vengeance. I agree. Let's talk about it, Sarah, our thoughts on the cancellation. And um, I think it was a very... The cancellation policy um, and refunding all the guests, uh, I think it was right to put all the guests first. And I think it's going to behoove hosts in the long run that guests are going to have trust in Airbnb as a platform. And, and I, I think, actually I support I support that decision. Yeah. And I think you know if if we all had to like you know I think Brian Chesky said it in his interview of you know this wasn't this was a world health issue also this just wasn't a financial issue and I th- I think that's where a lot of businesses are they're in that spot right now where this is no one has ever seen anything like this and that we really do have to protect health um, and lives over finances right now. And let's say, I, I don't believe this to be true, but let's say deep down it was a financial decision for Airbnb. Let's just say it was. Because at the time, we had a lot of hosts, a lot of our Instagram followers and friends and email subscribers reaching out to us and saying, you know, this, this, is, this isn't cool. <laughs> I had a policy right. in place and Airbnb overrid it. And like, That's I can't it. believe, right, I can't believe they would take, you know, they would put the guest first. I mean, you, you are nothing without the hosts, Airbnb. Like, how dare you? But then Annette and I thought about it and it's like, if you put people over profits, just like we want Airbnb to put us before their profits, if we trickle down, who is, who is, whose money is it actually, right? Yes, us as hosts, we're putting up our places and Airbnb is facilitating the, the connection between the traveler and the host. But it's those people who are traveling and putting their trust in the place to stay. They're the ones putting money into our pockets, essentially, right? Like mm-hmm. they're the ones we have to take care of. So while it stinks that Airbnb's first reaction was to like protect the relationship between Airbnb and the traveler, we none of us are anything without the traveler. So... Agree. I think after this, travelers are going to trust that Airbnb is going to have their backs during times of unrest, and that you know their money is going to be safe with Airbnb because they, they their needs will be taken care of. I mean, right? I, I think we might upset some listeners by by kind of saying that, but I we Annette and I agree. We both have to be honest about our feelings with it. Well, something else you know, you and I chatted about is that. You know, when those months, month over month over month, year over year, when, you know, we could be making 2x or 3x what a long term renter <laughs> would be, we're not, you know, we're not, pra- we were praising Airbnb, but it's like this one time that they had to make a hard decision. You know, I don't want to turn our backs on them for, you know, what they've been providing us for such a long time. So, right. uh, 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 a note too of 
part of Brian Chesky's video to everyone. And, and we did talk about this in our March 16th episode is it, Airbnb is now looking into providing travel insurance. <laughs> we mentioned yes. that in that episode. So I think that's going to be something... And I'm sure there will be another level of some sort of host insurance that maybe we can buy into too. I'm not... I don't know. That'll be interesting. But let's be on the lookout uh, for for that. And I think that's going to protect... That will protect probably both the guest and the host moving forward, I foresee. I don't know if we glazed over this, Annette, but real quick, listeners, just so you know what you're talking about here. On March 31st, so mm-hmm. Tuesday of, the, of this week that we're in, so just three or four days ago now, uh, Airbnb sent out a video from, uh, from Brian, who is the CEO of Airbnb and one of the founders of Airbnb. And he, he addressed us hosts directly. If you want to f- watch this video, we will link to it in our show notes. And I really, en- I like, and now I'm not going to pretend that it's, you know, I'm sure that it was well thought out <laughs> before he got in camera and spoke to what I'm sure is, you know, thousands, thousands, thousands of people. But he did say like the beginning of all this, you know, when they, and I remember reading about the history of when the three of them started Airbnb, it was in 2008. So it was the time of a crisis. And when they did get hosts to, to trust them, they would go hang out with the hosts and learn from the hosts. And that's how they perfected the platform. And he was like, I, I'm going to admit that I'm, I got away from that. And so I need to get back to the very people that helped me build what this is today. And so I think they realize, they know why we're upset as hosts that our cancellation policies were overwritten. And they are answering that with a $250 million host relief, essentially, to cover the cost of COVID-19 cancellations. So listeners, as of April 3rd, this is different than what was happening just a few days after March 16th. But uh, it, with a check-in between March 14th and May 31st, Airbnb will pay you 25% of what you would have normally received through your, your cancellation policy. So if you already had a flexible cancellation policy, the guests canceled just as they would because they didn't feel like coming anymore within the time period, that won't count. But if they cancel because their event was canceled and it's COVID-related, you'll get 25% whatever your cancellation policy that you had in place was. And so that also applies retroactively to related cancellations during this period. So, and then the cost of that will be covered entirely by Airbnb. So yeah, I I think that's fair. I, I do. And then there's also the Superhost Fund too. Do we want to touch on that? Yeah, before before we do that, actually, I want to make sure I get one more thing. And uh, guests with reservations booked on or before March 14th will still be able to cancel and receive a standard refund or travel credit equivalent for 100% of what they paid. So again, we'll link to all this in our show notes, but I think it's a pretty decent meeting in the middle. (laughs) I don't have words right now. Yeah. of guest and host and Airbnb kind of taking responsibility for like, it sucks for all parties and Airbnb, you have the most funds. So can you help us out? So anyway, go ahead. And yeah, what's the next one? The next one is the super host fund. And there are some requirements. Uh, I will say the give back there is that was 10 million. 1 million was raised by the uh, actual employees of Airbnb, and then the other nine million that was pitched in by the leadership 
at Airbnb. And that is a little, that's going to be a little bit stricter uh, requirements. The application process, you will have to be a super host for over a year. And um, there's some pretty strict requirements in that application. And it can be a grant that will be forgivable up to. $5,000. So that's the... And we'll link to this also. That is the super host relief. Fund. Yeah. And so yeah, that's $10 million. So everybody, if you you know have been a super host for a year, you want to check that out and see if you were... If you could um, actually apply to that. And then Sarah, do we want to talk about the other portion, which is they are allowing guests to donate to host also. Yes. So I want to, I was, Annette and I were chatting about this one and we were like, hmm, I wonder how often that would happen. But I, I said to Annette, I was like, you know, one of my guests, this was happening when we went from like <laughs> right. 85% occupancy to zero. Um, I had a guest reach out to me. She goes, hey, I want to let you know that I'm not coming and fulfilling my reservation, but I'm not going to cancel because I want you to keep the entire. Um, re- reservation uh, right, right, and I was like, uh, I'm, her name was Lauren. I'll never forget that. And I was like, Lauren, <laughs> you, because it was amidst like all these can- cancellation, cancellation, cancellation. And I was like, I think your reservation for the weekend was like two hundred eighty-five dollars. But I was like, you don't know how much that means. Like, thank you so much for your kindness and your generosity. And I just love how like it was. It was a combined effort to just, you know, like yeah. She got it. Right. Bring some relief. She got it. Yeah, she got it. So I think I'm sure Airbnb has guests have called to cancel. And I wonder if they were like, is there any way I can give the host like 50 bucks as like a thank you? You know what I mean? Like something. So they're going to make that something that guests can do. Right. Or if you're someone that stays often, you know, maybe you have a lot of people that are regular or they come back every year. I'm sure they have some really strong bonds and they want to be able to help, um, help their host out. So there are a multitude of relief packages. And I know that, um, Brian Chesky also, I think you can apply for unemployment. Isn't that correct, Sarah? Potentially a small business loan. So correct. I think depending on your situation, I think you should exhaust all applications and and all the eligibilities and see if you qualify. And even if you think you're on the fringe of qualifying for any of them, I would go ahead and do it. Anyways, I think this is the time where all lenders will be a little bit more kind and not as stringent, hopefully, as they normally would be. And honestly, things can still continue to change. Um, you know, we're still at the beginning of April, so who knows what's going to be. Um, but I think this is relevant moving forward. Even if mm-hmm. you listen to this episode like a year and a half later, I think it's going to take something like this for Airbnb, just like all of us. I don't know about you, Annette, but I'm going to have a whole new appreciation for that cup of coffee that I get at the coffee shop when shops open back up, or mm-hmm. you know, or just the ability to like be around other humans. I've also have a new appreciation for the four walls I surround myself with, which I work in homes all the time. But when life is just normal and things are good, you kind of that gratitude. I feel unless you practice it on a daily basis, it kind of it fades and it's hard to get connected with it again. So while it was uh, it was rough going there for a couple of weeks, I, I think Airbnb is seeing just how loud our voices are as hosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hosts, I want us to remember like, 
we are hosts mostly because of the platform Airbnb and how easy they've made it and inexpensive they've made it for us to utilize their technology to yeah. connect with travelers. And I just, I'm not trying to, yeah, I don't know. I just, well, I still have- think you can diversify the platforms you use. I still think you can get your own website and do your own marketing, but. Mm-hmm. And I think um, also something that we can look back and be thankful for is that all of the financial, you know, credit card processing, things of that nature are done for us by Airbnb. Can you imagine if no. you know, we were in charge of processing those credit cards and like we had had everyone's deposit or payments and then we had to refund them? Like as painful as it was for the refunds, at least we weren't having to do the laborious part of actually making sure that those funds are back into the guest's account. So that's something, yes, you know, the, the cancellations are terrible, but at least we didn't have to deal with that administrative side of making right. sure that every single person, yes, you have to field the messages and, you know, that, but not having to actually make sure financially on the other end that stuff was taken care of. So it was like, yes, it was a hard pill to swallow, but it could have been a lot worse if A, you know, I know a lot of small businesses, they get paid for things ahead of time and that that money was spent that they might need to be refunding guests or refunding customers, you know? So at least we didn't have the money and already spend it and then have to give it back. So that's something that I appreciate about the way that the platform is set up. So I agree. Yeah. Let's Annette share some positive outlooks that we've kind of heard over the mm-hmm. various webinars yeah. we've attended. Just really quick listeners, because I want I want to tell you that I have not lost faith in short-term rentals. I have not lost faith in owning real estate. And especially if you're sh- owning real estate and using it for short-term rentals, I we've heard from a few a few platform or a few webinars we attended um, that historically vacation rentals and short-term rentals bounce back faster than hotels. Mm-hmm. So think about it. When, when we are allowed to travel again, and people will say, well, we're not going to have as much money to travel. Great. So if you are in a market like you know, a downtown area or a, or a secluded area that's inexpensive and totally approachable from the, from the wallet standpoint, mm-hmm. you're going to be the thing the place where people want to go to, and they're like, "I just need to get out of the house. I can't go to Bali right now, but right. I can totally go to, you know, uh, what was it, Sulphur Ridge, and stay for whatever that is that nightly fee in the RV, and just have a little bit of an adventure, like, mm-hmm. and just domestic travel. I think people will be yes. to travel internationally right away, and that those small getaways, like the you know, people will have. Will like Sarah just said, there's still vacation is still a priority for people. And you know, when we chat, Sarah, I'm like, man, I think there's going to be a huge paradigm shift of people just like life is short. Like we got it. Like we got this list of places we want to go and see. We need to do it like now. And also, I think um, work is going to change, and people are going to become more mobile, which will allow them to travel more and do you know some more long term stays. And we're going to talk about this in our next episode, but I'm noticing who's staying with me now are not people from outside of my city, but people from within my city needing to work remotely or 
uh, I know the seeking quarantine and the and the students, the displaced students isn't normal, but I'm at, I think right now I just checked them at like 75, 80% occupancy across my 20 listings. And that's pretty darn good. Now they are at like 30 to 35% reduced rates. But how interesting that is that, that there's still enough people you know, the hotels aren't closed. Like you could still stay in a hotel. There's still enough people within my own city who need a place to stay to get me at that occupancy. So right. I just, it's so flexible. And I also think that short-term living is going to be a thing, not just having a lease and being able to rent it on Airbnb, but people not wanting to commit to a lease or furniture. Mm-hmm. They're going to live month to month or three months at a time at a short furnished short-term rental because we're like, like Nat said, life's too short. I don't want to be pinned down to anything right now. And right. then on the flip side, I've got I've got clients who have short-term rentals and at day two of all the cancellations, are like, I think I'm going to put this up on Zillow and get long-term renters. And I, I told them, I was like, well, hang on a minute. Anyone who does stay with us, and I think they will come back and they did a week later. It took a minute. It was very scary. And I, I didn't know, but I just had a gut feeling. But we get payments up front. You can't confirm a reservation until that payment is collected and right. held on to. Uh-huh. Right. Whereas long-term renters, if they can't pay, they won't pay. And there are a lot of laws protecting them, rightfully so. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, you know, there's that too to think about. Right. And everybody's impacted from long-term landlords to commercial landlords. So oh, yeah. it's not like we're the only people that are feeling the um, the effects of this. So... Yeah, I think it was Brian in this video who said he was, he read it or he was chatting with, I don't know, he's very fancy, but um, the Hiltons were saying, you know, we were around for the Great Depression and mm-hmm. our occupancy and our business has never been impacted like it is right now. Right. I mean, they think they're down at 10% occupancy, which is insane. Uh-huh. But yeah, like Annette think- said, travel's too important. It, it's going to come back and so, in some way, it will come back. Mm-hmm. For sure, I'm I'm really excited about it. And I, one of the webinars I was on today, they were showing some graphs that people um, that have reservations still, you know, June, July, August, they're holding tight. That you know, their vacation, their summer vacation is a ritual. It's something that they've been doing forever, and they're going to keep those reservations until you know, shelter in place is if if it would extend that long. So they were pretty surprised at you know people that had some you know planned way earlier in the year are, are still keeping those reservations. So the cancellations haven't started to push out, you know, that no. far. I've so had I've positive. had people book reservations for July and August. Hey, I'm coming wedding dress shopping for the right. weekend. I was like, mm-hmm. I love how you're already you're still even if it doesn't happen, even if we're still sheltered in place in June or July, I love that we're still in that mindset of like, no, there's another side of this because there's always been another side. There's right. always the other side of a storm. And yeah, listeners, just hang in there. And if you're listening to this five years down the road, you'll know how this all turned <laughs> out. And right. I would be willing to bet the short-term rentals are still around and we're still thriving. Thriving. Yeah. There you go. I think we'll end on that, Sarah. All the right. Thri- the thriving. But we will make sure to link to all the relief funds and to Brian's video, all the information there uh, in our show notes. And just one more thing, Annette, um, if it's okay. I think the one thing that makes you and I a little bit different of a voice in this industry is our passion to put 
people before profits mm-hmm. and that profits will un- undoubtedly follow and healthy ones at that. And I just want all of our listeners out there to remember that, that we are here to be amazing hosts, to host with heart and to put our guests first. And that trickle down of like repeat guests and repeat business is, it's going to, it's going to happen and you're going to feel better about it in the end. Absolutely. All right. With that, I am Sarah Karakayan. I'm Annette Grant. And together we are... Thanks Thanks for for visiting. (laughs) We'll see you next week, listeners. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.